And yeah, being a mother is the best situation, the best journey that I have been on in my life. And it's one that you can't prepare for as much. And, and, you know, it's not just being a mother, but it's being a parent. I know you have three kids also, right? So the the parenting journey, whatever role you play in that, it is a wild, wild ride. And it's amazing. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we get to speak with Hallie Avolio. As a wife of almost 20 years, mom of three kids, and former B2B sales executive, she intimately knows the struggle of feeling stuck and giving her love to everyone else but herself. She loves to help women get unstuck, find self-love, manifest their purpose, and live this life to the fullest. Now, she's the founder and president of Sassy Healthy Fit, an organization created with the mission to teach as many humans as possible to love themselves unconditionally and create a F yes life and to make this world a brighter place through each of our unique gifts. So let's dig into this episode as we talk with Hallie Avolio. Hallie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Junaid. I'm really excited to be here. And I think it's actually really cool that we color coordinated today as well. I know some of the people are getting the audio, the video on this, so we yeah. didn't plan it, but I think we're on the same wavelength. So that seems like a really good start to this conversation. No, absolutely. This is my favorite <laughs> color. That's why I've got my, you know, home studio mastery right? on it. <laughs> I like it. Perfect. It's beautiful. I mean, I've tried black and I've tried the red and it was like too bright or too dark. And I was like, I want to make sure that I highlight the backdrop and I highlight what the colors are like. So now I have multiple of the same shirts and this is all I wear. <laughs> like, it's easy that way. It's like, what so do they call that? A capsule wardrobe. Have you heard that term before? I have not re- heard of that term, but I do know uh, both Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and, you know, a lot of these guys. Yeah, Steve Jobs was known for his, right, mm-hmm. his black turtlenecks, right? The black turtlenecks, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, if they're doing it and they're geniuses, What's stopping me to do it, you know? Make sure totally. get on that same wavelength. So, Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself. I like to ask this question about 
your journey that no one's heard of before. Cool. So let's jump in it. Well, I'll, I was thinking about this. See, I did my homework, Junaid, and I've been, yeah. of course, listening to the show <laughs> quite a bit lately. So I had a heads up Thank as you. to what you were going to be asking me. So I was thinking, what is my story I haven't told before? Because I'm always telling my story to a lot of people. But mm -hmm. here's one that might be unique to your show, which is I think I have always been an entrepreneur at heart because when I was a little girl, and you know, I grew up in the 80s. My parents both worked full time. Mm -hmm. My younger brother is quite a bit younger than me, so we would have you know somebody to kind of take care of him as he was a baby. But I would definitely consider myself more of a latchkey kid, and I had to be independent and take care of myself. And mm -hmm. you know, I walked to school. I'd walk home from school. My parents wouldn't be home. I would have a lot of responsibilities around the house. But I would have to entertain myself. And of course, in the 80s, we didn't have cell phones or we started to have video games, but that wasn't like a primary no. source of entertainment. So one of my favorite things to do, and I love, love, love to read. I've always been an avid reader. But one of my favorite things to do would be to take all my old books that I that I had and I would sell them. So I would Ooh. go, I would sit outside, we had this brick mailbox, this big brick mailbox, yeah. and I would somehow climb up it and position myself on top of it. And I had this box, like a cardboard box full of my old books. And I would just yell in my neighborhood, books for sale, books <laughs> for sale. And the funny thing is, I lived on the top of a hill, which was mm. not easily accessible, and yeah. I lived on a cul-de-sac. So it wasn't like there was a huge audience to really be answering my call of yeah. books for sale but <laughs> i did it a lot of times and i think i sold them for a quarter each and i just it was it was great it definitely entertained me and i always loved the transaction of you know offering somebody a book that i had read mm -hmm. and being able to speak to them about it receiving money for it the whole the whole thing i loved it that's so funny so you're in a cul-de-sac you're selling on top of lungs books for sale and people probably heard, and you, you're also on the top of the hill, so they would heard, they would hear, and they would come up, like, "Hey, let's." And that's you know, selling a book is one thing, but then having read that book and be able to tell a person what you liked about it, and then you know, get, basically getting them hyped up about it, I think that's pretty cool too. Well, I think I'm a natural born salesperson, so. And I love, you know, uh, my degree is in communication studies. Okay. I love communicating with people. I think that's why I'm so drawn to the work that I do now, but also mm -hmm. being on social media and connecting with people via social media because you can just meet with people all over the world, all walks yes. of life, and you have these really fascinating conversations that you wouldn't necessarily have if you yeah. just kind of stay close to home in your own neighborhood. No, you're so right. And for the past two years, I can't believe it's it's March 28, which means that it's right. been exactly two years since right. we've been working from home. We've been spending a lot of time with ourselves and our, our on Zoom calls. So you're right. You know, the world is has become a lot smaller place. Yeah. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I think it's great. So I've taken it from, you know, yelling on top of my mailbox on my cul-de-sac to I have this literal world at my fingertips where mm -hmm. I can connect and communicate with people and share my stories and tell them things that I'm passionate about and hear things yeah. they're passionate about and exchange information and connect. It's just, it lights me up. That's amazing. So I hear, I saw here that you're a mother of three mm -hmm. and you've been doing this motherhood thing for some time now. So walk us a little bit through, you know, how, 
I don't even know if that's the proper way to ask the question, but like, how does that feel? And then what program that you created out of that, what motivated you to build that up? Yeah, well, it's, I love that you asked me this today because I just spent the weekend actually celebrating my oldest two kids' birthdays. So nice. I've got three kids. They are now, my oldest just turned 14 yesterday. Nice. My daughter, who's my middle child, turned 12 two days before that. And then my youngest is eight and a half. His birthday is not till the fall. And yeah, being a mother is the best situation, the best journey that I have been on in my life. And mm-hmm. it's one that you can't prepare for as much and and you know it's not just being a mother but it's being a parent i know you have three kids also right so the parenting journey whatever role you play in that it is a wild wild ride and it's amazing i always knew i wanted to have kids ever since Mm. probably since back in those days when i was sitting on top of the mailbox and knew i wanted (laughs) to have kids and when my husband and i got married when i was almost 24 years old so i was Mm -hmm. quite young you know we knew we didn't want to have kids right away but when we did get to that point where we said you know I think we want to start going down this path. I remember clearly he said to me, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Because once we do it, like there's no returning. There's no there's going no, backwards. There's no going back. Yes. There's no going back. And I knew, I mean, it was without a doubt, you know, in my, in my gut, in my core, I knew. But having kids, it's a wild ride, right? And it shifted everything. I had been in a corporate environment before, which the truth is I didn't love being in corporate. When my oldest was born, I decided to go to work part-time with my husband, mostly so that I could actually stay, be more of a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And then, you know, the the challenge with that was that it wasn't super fulfilling to me on a personal level. Love my kids, love being a mom, love being with them, doing the things, but full-time stay-at-home mom wasn't really satisfying. Then I was kind of pigeonholed into this situation working with my husband in his business and helping him filling a filling a gap in his business where he needed yeah. help that I could support him in sales and human resources that wasn't serving my purposes either and so I felt stuck though because I loved the fact that I had this massively flexible schedule and I loved the fact that when I was ready to you know have another child since I told mm-hmm. you I have 3 you know I could take the time to yeah take the time off. I could be with them when they were babies. I could, you know, go on play dates and take them to the zoo and do the things. Like I didn't want to go back to some job where I was now forced to work, you know, a more consistent nine to five schedule. Right. You know, that seemed awful. And so it was like deciding between my freedom and my flexibility, but also having to do this work with my husband that I didn't really love, even though I loved my husband and sacrificing my own self-worth, self-value, mm-hmm. connection to my my purpose and doing these things for my family. So it felt really conflicting. And eventually I got to this point where I got really, really discouraged, really frustrated, really angry, mostly with myself yeah, and mostly resentful because of choices I had made. And then I acted out and it resulted in, you know, me just going down a path of a lot of self-destruction, a lot of self-sabotage, mm. aligning with people that didn't light me up, that weren't fulfilling, that weren't leading me down a positive path in life. Um, a lot of physical abuse in terms of drinking, overeating, partying, not sleeping well. I mean, my adrenals were not in good condition yeah. and I was not living my best life. And I got to this point where it got pretty serious and I had to make a choice. It was like, do I continue down this path of self-destruction or do I do something about it? And I really do feel that there was a divine intervention at this point where I made a choice and I was able to take the action steps required to get myself to where I am today, which I would say that now I am living my best life. 
And a lot of people don't have that within them, right? Mm -hmm. They don't, they need, they need more support. They need more guidance. And I, I did, you know, do a little bit of therapy, a little bit of coaching, but it was mostly self-leadership to get to that place. And I feel like it was self-leadership within, but also divinely guided. So I feel very, very, very grateful that I, that I got to that place. And and now, you know, your audience might be like, well, who the heck is this woman? Um, (laughs) But my, you know, what I do is I teach people how to manifest their best life. And I like to say how to teach them how to live their F yes life. I don't know if we're allowed to curse here, but I can keep it clean if you want. I'll keep it clean. Because <laughs> who knows, maybe my kids or your kids might listen to this episode, you know, in the future. So Absolutely. But but we get the intention, right? It's yes. like, I want, you know, the people that I work with and whether I work with somebody directly as a paid client or somebody just catches one of my videos on TikTok, I want them to know that they have the agency mm-hmm. to wake up every single morning and say, this is my life. I am choosing this life. I'm choosing my perspective. I'm choosing how I'm showing up. I'm choosing how I stand in my purpose and in my integrity and in my authenticity. Yeah. And those are so valuable and not talked about nearly enough, in my opinion. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Ourselves are so diminished because we have so many responsibilities. We're grown up watching TV of a certain type and there's certain stereotypes that are set in, in motion, which is all well and good. And maybe there's an intention behind why they did that. It's because, hey, they want you to be a certain person or they want you to be like fallen to that concoction of a personality that they might think. So having an individualism, individualism thoughts, your own thoughts, your own mentality, you know, building that up, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. And I think a lot of that also comes from who we grew up uh, up around, like who are the people that we grew up with? Or you know, what are what are the other influences? What are we learning from our parents or siblings? And I don't know about you, but I'm the oldest of seven, you know, seven kids. Seven? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So we're like full house to the max. And and it, it was totally different grown up and understanding and then who do we let into our our lives and our our brain like what are we letting that information do to us and how do we then become the person that we want to be yeah right yeah absolutely i really liked what you said you know living your your f yes life because yes we think we come up with all sorts of ideas and and now, I have not been diagnosed, but I think I have ADHD, but who knows? Same, uh, same. Right? <laughs> Another similarity. I love it. <laughs> right. We're so, so we're switching between one task to the other side while they're getting too bored, rather to getting too pigeonholed into one space. But then over time, since we're growing and since we're continually feel a little off, <laughs> where is this conversation even going? But let's come back to you and you know as this life that you created for yourself putting yourself first or or, you know after the children of course making sure that we are also meeting those responsibility what are some of the things that you can help our audience resolve like where do you where where does somebody even get started 
I love that question. And I know that a lot of the people here are really interested in, I love the title, right? Hacks and hobbies. I mean, we're all like, ooh, what's like the hack? What's the quick mm-hmm. fix? What's the way that we can make something better in our lives? Yeah. And so if we're going to have like a life hack of, you know, what's going to make my life better? Number one thing that I would say is you have to choose to put yourself first. And I know that seems counterintuitive. And even you just said it because so many of us do this, right? We're like, well, Mm -hmm. of course our children come first, but I'm going to argue the opposite. We have to come first because if we put ourselves first, you know, it's cliche, but the oxygen mask, right? The oxygen mask analogy. Put your mask on first. We got to come up with a different one because everyone's bored of that one. Like pull (laughs) it down, put it on your face, whatever. But, Mm -hmm. But here's the reality is like, If you don't put yourself first, if you don't say, I'm going to wake up every morning and do my very best to live my FES life, then you're not doing anyone a service in your life, whether it's your children, your partner, your business partner, your colleagues, your friends, your siblings, your parents, whomever. But let's talk about like the meat and potatoes. Like, how do you do that? So one of the things that I feel very, very passionately about is you have to start your day for you. And I don't know Mm. if you've had other guests on here talk about, you know, morning rituals or morning routines. I'm sure you have because it's a very like popular topic. Yeah. But it's worth talking about again and again and again because I'll, I find even my clients will say, oh, I know, I know, I know. I should have a morning routine. I don't want to hear I should have anything. I don't yeah. want you to should. I want you to do because mm-hmm. it's aligned with who you are. So you have to really think about how do I get into alignment with me first thing in the morning. And I think that's a better way to say it versus saying I should have a morning routine because that's yeah. – you know, BS, nobody wants to follow these shoulds. At least I don't want to. And I presume that most people don't either. But remember, a morning ritual or a morning routine, it doesn't need to be a big production. It doesn't need to be a two-hour situation. It needs to be I'm choosing to be in alignment with myself for my first five minutes of the day. And a couple of really quick things that I do myself and that I teach to my clients is before you open your eyes, so you're laying in your bed, maybe the alarm went off, maybe you woke up naturally, you're laying in your bed, your eyes are still closed, and you say to yourself, I'm so grateful that I woke up today. I'm so grateful for this beautiful new day in front of me, and I am going to live my best life. I choose to live my F yes life, and I choose to make this day the best day yet. And that took me, what, like maybe 30 seconds? So there's one. There's yeah. one. Yep. And then you get up and what do most people do first thing in the morning? They go to the bathroom, right? Because that's like our bodily human functions, yeah. how we, you gotta, how we you operate. Gotta, mm-hmm. gotta do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I got this from Mel Robbins, so I'm not taking credit, but she yeah. talks about something that I've been doing now since I heard it for the past three or mo- three months or so called the high five habit. Have you heard of this, mm-hmm. Junaid? I have not. Okay, this is awesome. This is awesome. I hope you'll give it a try. Oh, yes. Okay. So you say that little that little gratitude and that little prayer before you open your eyes. Then you sit up in bed. You get out of bed. You go to the bathroom. And in your bathroom, presumably, you have a mirror. Is that true? Yes. Great. So look yourself in the mirror as lovely as you look very first thing in the morning. I don't care if you've got sleep in your eyes, mm-hmm. your hair sticking up, you know, you're like puffy, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You look at yourself in the mirror and you give yourself a high five in the mirror. Because that's possible. Give yourself a high five. Yeah. Right? And the reason is, like, what what is a high five signal to you, Junaid? You did something good. Yeah, right? Something great. Awesome. Right. Like, if you high five somebody, you're like, good job, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Well done. That is hardwired in our brains. Everybody knows that. Everybody feels that energy. Mm-hmm. But how often do you do that for yourself? Mm-hmm. Not so much, yeah. Not, not so much. So first thing in the morning, give yourself a high five in the mirror. 
high five self. It's awesome. And then you can go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, get up, shower, whatever. I mean, those are two super quick things you can do in the morning that is done in like less than five minutes, probably two minutes to do those two things. Now, if you want to do more advanced morning rituals, meditation, journaling, exercise of some sort, music, whatever, cool, Mm -hmm. do it. I love those things. I do them myself. But at the very least, do those things to empower yourself to choose that FES life first thing in the morning. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that will change the trajectory of your entire day and change the trajectory of your life. You know, you're absolutely 100% right because when you choose, like you, th- that's the first thing you said. The first thing you got to do is you got to choose yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you've read the book, The Magic of, no, The Growth. Growth Mindset? Think and Grow Rich. Think yes, and yes, Grow yes. Rich, yeah, Napoleon right? Napoleon Hill. Hill. Yep. First thing, what's the first secret? Having the desire. Yep. Right? So choosing is, is very similar to having the desire to do anything at all. Yep. So when you choose yourself, you're also showing your children, like as parents, we're also showing our children, hey, choose yourself first before you go do something else. Make sure that your books are, are in order before you point at the people's mistakes. Exactly. Right? And uh, you probably do this or have noticed you're talking to one of the kids and then the other kids is interfering. Right. <laughs> Can you just what you say? Yeah. <laughs> Don't interfere while I am trying to parent. Right? <laughs> right kid. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You gotta set ourselves up for success because that's what we're doing, right? We're putting our mindset. And the other thing that also does that would for that first point is that human beings, we are we, we have a lot of negativity around us. Mm-hmm. We absorb it so easily because the more positive we are, guess what? The more negativity we're going to attract. It's a positive, negative. Right. You know, so the more intentional we are, like you said, you know, choosing to be positive, choosing to be uh, grateful, the better our days will become and, and our lives. I love that. The yeah. high five habit. I like it. I'm going to put it down. Yeah. I just kind of summed it up in that one exercise. I mean, Mel Robbins goes into more of the science around it. Of course, it, yeah. And it's fantastic and is a quick read. But really, the essence is like, choose yourself, give yourself a high five signal from the very beginning of the day. And, you know, th- we, we tend to also overthink, right? This is, oh, yes. I think, a very common habit strategy. It's, it's human. And we tend to overthink and we want, you know, to figure out all the ins and outs and, and make things perfect and you know, you know, we get in our heads that like, we can't do this thing until we like really get it. You mm. don't need to really get it. You need to just do it. We need to take more action. We need to be yeah. more aligned with who we are. And you know, one of the things I talk a lot about is core values. And so many people don't even know what that means. They don't even mm-hmm. understand not only what core values are, but what their core values are, right? If you are making decisions and operating out of a place of unknowing, who you are, what you're about, what you like, what your purpose is, Yeah. then how are you operating in your life to choose yourself? So you have to go back to basics. And you have to give yourself permission to go back to those basics and to decondition so much of the external programming that we've all experienced from... Oh, man. You know, I mean, right? I say that and everybody's like, oh, God. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> external programming. Condition. I don't know how to delete it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, you know, we think about our computers, right? Like, think how mm-hmm. much programming is in there, right? And then Oof. 
if we have to delete something so we could but we have a harder time doing that with ourselves yes it's harder to do for ourselves because we, we don't see it mm-hmm. from that external angle that's why we need coaches that's why we need other people around us that's why we need masterminds that's why we need groups so then people can help us become better versions of ourselves although i would argue that we don't actually need any of those things we don't need anybody Ooh. No, I don't think that. Okay, so it's it's a okay. little bit of there's a bit of a duality here. Okay. Okay, so we're humans. We do not exist in silos. We need the village, right? We need the support. We need the yes. support system. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But our success in living our best life and being in alignment is not based on the support system. The support system is True. supporting our internal desire. So kind of going mm. back to what you're saying about Napoleon Hill, right? Like we have that desire within. So we have to kind of spark that flame within ourselves mm-hmm. and then surround ourselves with the people that support that so we can keep the flame burning brighter and brighter and brighter. Right, right, right. You, you, yeah, that makes sense. So, so you that, spark that's kind it. of how I see it. Okay, no, because you can't have a fire in a, in a vacuum. Yeah, You need exactly. the oxygen. So the people around us are kind of like the oxygen that continues to help us burn our flame. Right, and, and I may be like, you know, I may be, shooting myself in the foot here a little bit because I am a coach, but for the people that say, well, I can't do that without a coach and mm-hmm. I can't, I don't have the money to afford the coach. You know, it becomes this like train of excuses, right? right so, right. so I just want to remind everybody that like, yes, hire the coach. Like I use a coach. Mm-hmm. I use lots of coaches. I have a support team that helps me in my business. I have, you know, an amazing family that supports me in a lot of ways. Yeah. But none of those things will work if I don't start from within. So it has to start from within and then you can hire the people or lean on the people externally that will support your desires and your growth even more. You know, a a really practical example of what you're explaining here. So for in, I don't know if you know, but I'm also a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. I heard you talk about that. That's so cool. Right. So how I became a beekeeper was Initially, I was told by my our allergist that, hey, local honey is good for your kid mm-hmm. for seasonal allergies. I'm like, all right, local honey, local honey. This was 10 years ago. I can't even believe it's been 10 years. And about four years ago, I was like, okay, now we have the space to do honey, to do bees. And I've been, I was watching like for six months, I'm just watching YouTube videos, watching YouTube videos. I had the desire to, you know, Please get into that space. And then finally I watched the video and the guy's like, hey, if you really want to start becoming a beekeeper, you need to go join a local beekeepers group. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So I go to a local beekeeper group. They're like, okay, this is what you need to do. You need, you take a class. We, we tell you, we teach you everything that you know, need to know to become a beekeeper. You're going to, you know, find a space in your yard, buy equipment, assemble equipment teach you all the biology about bees I'm like oh so as you're saying I had the desire I was like hey I chose to be a beekeeper Mm -hmm. but then I couldn't do it by myself right I could go buy stuff online but then it helped me to be more informed by being among other beekeepers yeah that's cool yeah I love that. Well, even, okay, look, I'm not an expert on bees. You can speak to this more. But even I'm just thinking about the social structure of bees. Mm -hmm. And you've got the queen who has the desire to run the hive, right? And then she's got all her drones and she's got all the The the, worker bees, right? All the worker bees, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing all the things. So she can't do it alone. No. But she has to be the one that's, you know, standing in her power, so to speak, commanding the hive. Yeah. Right? So it's. 
natural. It is. It's it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And the cool part about a beehive, so the queen bee technically excretes this pheromone that keeps the hive together. Uh-huh. But she's still dependent on the worker bees to feed her, to tell her, okay, now it's time to lay the eggs. Right. But the worker bees only last six weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. But the queen bee lives for about two years. Okay. So it's ingrained to them that, you know, this is the queen bee and we were basically supporting her. Right. So it's it's really like a really cool dynamic. It's it's ingrained in them and how they communicate. It's, it's just beautiful. So as I'm learning about the hobby, as I'm learning about beekeeping, I'm trying to, you know, draw lines in humanity, draw lines into community and, and how all of that comes together. It's beautiful. I love that. That's super cool. And I bet your kids and your family appreciate all the honey that you guys get. Oh, yes. We, we get ton of honey, raw, you know, it's, it's delicious. Royal jelly and all that good stuff. Oh, yes. It's, it's delicious. All right. Holly, it's been so awesome talking with you. Thank you for sharing the practical application of how somebody can choose to be themselves and put themselves first and get started on that journey. Let's go into some fun questions okay, as, good. Uh, as we come to the close. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? A hobby that I wish I got into? You know, I would say that I there, I don't have wishes that I don't pursue. Like if mm -hmm. I want something, I go after it. That's my thing. So I would say right now something that I'm interested in pursuing that I've been doing more of is learning about tarot and mm -hmm. oracle cards. So that's been a really fun kind of um, complement to a lot of the work I do, and I just really enjoy it for myself. I find it to be really interesting. Nice. And, you know, learning a little bit more of um, some of this deep kind of spiritual work uh, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of great tools for introspection. So mm -hmm. I've been really enjoying that. Very cool. What did you want to be when you were a child? I remember when I was little, at some point I wanted to be a lawyer cause my dad was a lawyer. Mm. That was it. And then I don't know. I mean, maybe I really just always wanted to be an entrepreneur with that book story, but I remember yeah. I would tell people that I wanted to be a lawyer, but that was because that was because my dad was a lawyer and, you know, wanted to follow in his footsteps. Of course, yeah. the irony is that he hated being a lawyer and he still practices law in a different way now in a more consultative capacity. Sure. But it's so funny because like the traditional lawyer kind of role, he did not like at all. So it's mm -hmm. funny, but, you know, wanted to be like my dad. That's so cool because that's those are the people that are around us that inspire us to be like, hey, I love my dad. I want to be like him. Right. Like my kids were like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber or I want to be, you know, somebody talking to the camera because that's what that's what we see you do, dad. How cool is that? Everybody yeah. wants to be a YouTuber. That's awesome. I know. I know. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm not a big TV show or movie person. I mean, my family did watch all the Star Wars, all the Marvel. Mm hmm. I love the Disney and the Pixar films. I do enjoy all of those, but I don't know if yeah. I have like a particular favorite. Hmm. I don't know if I have a particular favorite book either. There's so many that resonate with me that I love. I mean, I love, I love reading. I would say the majority of my time I spend reading, journaling, mm -hmm. scrolling TikTok, whether or not that's a good habit or not. But um, that's one I love too. I'm also a huge fan of Sex in the City. So I guess if I have to pick a favorite, I'll go with Sex in the City Sex because. 
that's just one that I've seen every episode multiple oh, times, nice. and it's like my go-to. I just love those gals, and I love New York City. So Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. All right, this one is a fun question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? If I got to... You know what? I am in the movie of my own life, and I am the queen. I am the star of my own life, Junaid, so that is my movie. Absolutely, you are. It is my movie. <laughs> you maybe love, knew that answer was coming. I, don't I know. love that answer. Yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. I can't play anyone else because I'm only me. This, there's only one of you. There's only one be, of me. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Who is your favorite superhero or what is your superhero power? Oh, that's a good one. I get to pick a superhero power. You know, I did. We did enjoy all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and I would say that probably my favorites from there were. I did love Black Widow. Yeah, I thought she was pretty badass, and I also really loved uh, Wanda from WandaVision. Ooh. But I think my. I'll tell you what my superpower is. My mm-hmm. superpower is connecting with people and remembering really important things about them, and then being able to connect the dots for them in a yeah. way that they weren't able to connect in themselves. So. I know that's one of my superpowers, and I, I always love tapping into that magic. Ooh, I love that. I like that a lot because that's literally magic because when you, you can see, and if you if you think about it, right, Sherlock Holmes did mm-hmm. something very similar. He can tell exactly who you are yes. just by looking at you. Yep. What's in your, like, oh, man, I love I loved watching the Sherlock Holmes. There's, I don't know if you've seen any of the movies or the TV show. Only a little bit. I haven't seen a ton of Sherlock Holmes, but... okay. Yeah. So there's a series with Benedict Cumberbatch yep. as Sherlock Holmes. And then there's also, of course, the two movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Pre- right. playing Sherlock Holmes. So really I'll put awesome. those on my watch list. Yes, please. I'll come back and ask you. Okay, perfect. Haley, have you, have you seen it yet? Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. If you were a board game, what would it be? Oh, if I was a board game? I love board games. Hmm... That's a good one. I don't know if I, you know what I think. If I was going to be a board game, I would be Othello. Do you know oh, Othello? Othello? I do know Othello. Yeah. Because you have to use a strategy to make mm-hmm. the right move so that you can end up being the most abundant being in the your most pieces. Abundant. Ooh, I like that. Awesome. <laughs> well, Holly, this was so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Where can my audience find you? Yes, I would love to have them connect with me. Uh, if they want to go to my new website, sassyhealthy.fit, and if Ooh. they go to free-resources, there's two free resources there. They can grab either journal prompts or my ultimate manifestation guide, and I would love to connect with them further. You can also find me on all the socials, but go to my website, and it'll take you there. So it's sassyhealthy.fit slash free-resources. Fantastic. We'll be sure to attach the link in in the show notes so that people can get directly to you. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again, Heli. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 